This is Gabriel Carrillo from the EdTech Bytes Podcast, a proud member of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you are listening to right now. The opinions expressed are those of each individual host. Make sure you check out all the other great podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. And get ready, because the learning begins in 3, 2, 1. Coming up on episode 51 of Podcast PD, we are proud to introduce and talk to the winner of our SD ticket giveaway, and we have tips and advice for getting ready to attend a big conference like ISTE. This is Podcast PD, the show that provides you with anytime, anywhere professional development. Our conversations and guests will provide you with the learning you might get in a faculty meeting or on a PD day. Except you'll have more fun with Stacey Lindis, Chris Nessie, and me, AJ Bianco. Welcome to episode 51 of Podcast PD. As Chris mentioned in the teaser, we are going to announce our ISTE Golden Ticket winner. And we're going to talk with that person about some tips and tricks for our upcoming ISTE experience and any big conference like ISTE that you may have in your future. Shut the front door, Stacey. We're going to meet the winner. We're not going to, well, we get to meet her. There's a clue. Um, this June during ISTE. But right now, we just get to chat with her. And AJ, do you want to let our audience know who the winner is? So uh, after our numerous, numerous entries from our listeners, uh, we appreciate everyone putting in their creative and thoughtful posts to win the ticket to ISTE. And we have our winner with us here tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, Carol Person. Sorry, I cheered for myself. (laughs) I would cheer for myself too if I won. Hi guys, thanks for having me on. Hi Carol, thanks for joining us. Welcome to Podcast PD, you're a winner. I'm so excited. I was actually reading your direct message um, like really late Friday night as I was feeding my son and I'm like, woo, I should message them back. And then I'm like, they might think weird of me if I'm messaging them at like, 11 on a Friday night, so and then the weekend kind of got away from me, but yeah, I'm so excited. To be honest, we thought it was weird that it took so long to hear back from I'm you. So We're sorry. like, sorry. This, like, this is great news, and it's taking forever. <laughs> so, Carol, before we get started, do you mind if um, we tell our audience a little bit about you? No, go for it. Or do you want to tell us all about you? So right now, I am a tech integration specialist at Keystone Oaks School District. It's located about Uh, maybe 10 or 15 minutes uh, south of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And I'm actually one of two tech integrators there. Uh, This is my fifth year, and I work with students in grades K to 12. I actually started as an elementary teacher subbing K to 8, and uh, it's really tough to find a teaching job, well, anywhere really, but Pennsylvania especially. And I always had like a passion for technology and actually have a certificate in um, tech integration. And so this position opened up and it was a great fit. And so here I am and I really love it. It's, it's perfect for me. So, um, so yeah, it's pretty much what I do at work. And then we were talking about before, um, I have a nine month old son, he's in bed right now 
and uh, a, a greyhound and uh, my husband. And so we got a nice little family going here, too. So it's it's great life. Boy mom power and Woo. tech coaches. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> lots of little badges, lots of little lots of little hashtags going on. So, <laughs> right. We wanted to talk to you, um, just listening to your video and watching your video, we saw that you had some experience with ISTE, and we thought that not only would this be a great episode for you to talk to us about um, just being excited to go, because we're all super excited, like I said, to meet you at ISTE, but um, maybe some tips and tricks that you have for attending a conference like ISTE, which is huge, and I know, you know, every content area has its own national conference, and I, I've never been to any others outside of ISTE in Philly in 2015, but I imagine that they're probably close to as big as ISTE is. Um, maybe not, but who knows? For those of, of you who go to big conferences or might be going to ISTE, this episode is for you. And we're going to be talking about lots of tips and tricks to navigate not only the expo floor, the sea of people, Philly, because Chris and I... AJ, did you make it to Philly in 2015? I did, but I didn't make it to ISTE. Okay. You're just navigating the area and, and talking about... just wandering around outside in the city, I guess. <laughs> no, no, I was, was wondering what was no, that answer we, was that. <laughs> we, met, we all met up the day before at a different conference. It was the pre-ISTE conference. Oh, that's for, right. That was the introduction of Tomorrow's Classrooms Today. That's correct. That's exactly from what it was. From Evolving Educators. That's exactly what it was. And that was the day before ISTE. Yeah. So, you know, navigating Philly... Um, meeting people, checking out anything that's happening before or after the conference. And because um, those things do tend to pop up to kind of take advantage of the fact that there are lots of people in the area and they might extend their, their stay or attend other other meaningful PD opportunities. So without further ado, feel free to jump in with other whatever tips you have. There's a lot of walking. So uh definitely wear comfortable shoes. I know everyone says that, but and it, it's not a cliche. It's true. Wear comfortable shoes, uh, especially last year being six months pregnant. I needed to wear comfortable shoes. So yeah. Oh, wow. Um, but yeah. All right. So that's tip one, comfy shoes. Yeah. Comfortable shoes. And from being in the Pennsylvania Convention Center, it is large from end to end, side to side. So there you go. So definitely have the comfy shoes. Be ready to do a lot of walking. And of course, along with walking, one of my favorite tips, and Stacy and AJ, I know you'll appreciate this too, have your bottle of water. Have some snacks in your backpack. Absolutely. I second that. The lines for the food are pretty crazy. So yeah, have some snacks. Have a refillable water. The Starbucks line, I actually Snapchatted it to my husband. It was so long and I wasn't getting Starbucks, but I just thought it was hilarious that that many people were like, I got to have my coffee. And it was two in the afternoon. It wasn't like in the morning. So I will say, I, I believe, Chris, the venue is the same for Philly. Like it's at the convention center. There are so many places to eat just outside. Like you literally walk outside and you can eat almost anywhere in Philly. And my second tip is beyond comfortable shoes would be to explore the city and eat at Reading Terminal Market. Yes, I second that. Reading Terminal Market is amazing. Um, just go in and smell it. If you don't want to eat the food, <laughs> just go in and smell the food. I mean, there was awesome ice cream, beautiful chocolates, a grilled cheese place where um, where uh, Greg Bagby and I had a lunch with Chris and we ate grilled cheese. That was so much fun. And uh, there were just so many 
eating opportunities. So for someone, I adore eating food. Um, so this is definitely my place um, to learn and like fill my brain and fill my belly all at the same time. Yeah, don't eat anything inside the convention center. There's no reason to pay $6 for a <laughs> bottle of water. Get outside. It shouldn't be too hot. In fact, you know what? It's Philly. It'll probably rain because Philly's a miserable – no, I'm just kidding. It's not a miserable <laughs> city. It was beautiful when we were there. It was gorgeous. Yeah, there's definitely a lot more outside of – from that, from what I remember of the area, there's much more outside there than there was probably in the Chicago Convention Center because there wasn't a whole lot of food in uh, walking distance. So that's definitely a perk to Philadelphia. So, woo, Philly. All right. So those are two practical tips to like keep your person comfortable, hydrated, and well-fed. What about the learning? Going with a game plan. You can't wing it like a local conference where that morning you're looking through the, you know, the agenda or the sessions, even on your phone and like, oh, I think I'll go to this plan. Have like two, three, four sessions. Look where they are on the map. I know it sounds like maybe super type A, but that especially Sunday, and I know that the ISTE uh, committee heard this feedback, those sessions booked an hour ahead of time waiting in line. Um, so I don't think it'll be quite that bad. But yeah, definitely have your sessions planned, have a backup. If there's one you really want to go to, be like that concert goer and camp out in front of that room, unless it's like the big uh, hall. That's definitely something I learned last year. Um, do you guys, from your SD experience, do you second that? Yeah, and I would also advise that I know when you register, you get to sign up for some things ahead of time. Mm -hmm. um, you need to you need to be online for those at least fifteen minutes before it starts because they start giving away standby seating. Mm -hmm. And I lost my spot in one of those, and I was devastated because I didn't know those oh. rules. And they're like, "Oh, well, you know, it says that when you register." I was like, "Lady, I registered in like February. You expect me to remember or like even have read any of that?" So I don't know if those rules have changed, but that's just something to think about too. Even if you're pre-registered for some of those you know, 60 or 90 minute sessions. I forget what they're called, but um, just make sure you're online for Is them. the BYO decks? Yes, the yeah, BYO. I just yeah. registered. Yeah, I did like the, I was so nervous about not getting in. I did technically jump in and do early bird and paid out of my own pocket. But yeah, the BYO decks, I think. Yep. Yeah. The Apple and the Google sessions, those fill as well. If I recall, they were insane. It, they were a really popular one as well people wanted to get into and couldn't were disappointed so well the nice thing about the like the apple and the google stuff they also have in the expo area they're doing live open yeah. air demos and and talks so the standing room only is a lot easier there you get some seating but a lot of people typically gather around their areas because they they book the larger areas of the uh the expo floor so yeah. another alternative i guess if you can't get into a, a big room check them out on the expo floor yeah, you're right. The expo, that was another thing I didn't know is the expo floor vendors host mini sessions like Alice Keeler was doing one last year with ViewSonic. Um, I think Leslie Fisher was doing one with Kahoot maybe, but yeah, they partnered with some of those big edutech people and yeah, it was, it was much more 20, 30 people just kind of hanging out. So it was a much more casual feel than that like lecture hall scenario. So that was really nice. Yeah. And speaking of the expo floor, I would recommend um, showing up with very little in your bag that first day. So you definitely want to have your water and a snack, whatever digital device you want to bring with you, whether it be an iPad 
or um, a regular computer Chromebook, um, maybe a charger for your phone so that you have a backup device should your first one fail. But then other than that, leave plenty of room for all the goodies you're going to get on the expo floor, whether you're into swag like stickers or t-shirts or other bags or, you, I mean, there are plenty of giveaways. So um, you don't want to overload your bag with your own things so that you don't have the opportunity to take home with you all the good things that they want to give away to you. Well, step one for that would also be go to a vendor who's giving away bags. Yes, and Brain Pop <laughs> gave away nice bags when I was there. So I have a beautiful oh, Moby Brain bag. Pop's a good one. Yeah. And for charges, Stacey, I don't know if you meant like your like little brick in your cable, but yeah. if you have the ability for people listening, bring an actual like backup charger thing. Power so bank. You can mobile you need power it. bank. Yeah, yeah, that's the that's the vocabulary. <laughs> yeah. And some companies even give those away seen that yeah follow the expo hall um vendors on twitter because a lot of them will tweet out their contests um i think like ipvo maybe did one last year um they'll announce like hey stop by our booth to do this um follow the hashtag i think it's just what is d19 and you'll you'll definitely keep up to date that's definitely a way to go now carol if we could just pause for tips for just a second and we can pick your brain a bit since you did attend Chicago and you're going to be attending this year, part of our contest asked people to sort of talk about how going to ISTE would impact what they do. So how has ISTE from attending last year helped your career and what do you hope to get out of this year's conference that will also impact your career as a tech coach? So kind of one of the things I mentioned in the video was seeing the edutech bloggers in person um, just hearing them speak is a little bit different than just, you know, reading what they do online and getting that content. Cause sometimes I don't think they always release everything. Um, you really need to see them speak like Leslie Fisher, who actually hadn't, I didn't know about her stumbled into her hall on a whim because she was in one of the big uh, zones and she had posted her stuff for like two weeks and then took it down. So my, my goal to go to ISTE is always just like, I have to have, in my mind, I have to have a really big toolkit because teachers will come in with ideas and they, they're like, I want to do this. How do I do this? Or I've got a problem. How do I solve this? And not that like tech is a bandaid, but I feel like that's my role to be like, Hey, here's some ideas. What do you think? Let's try this. Um, so being current and I try to be current as I can through, you know, podcast blogs, but going to ISTE and just having conversations, even just in the hall while you're waiting, I've gotten some really good content just by talking to people while I'm standing at, you know, the playgrounds or the, uh, the poster sessions. I mean, you just pick up things from the most random places. You might go to a session and be like, eh, that wasn't what I was looking for, but then you might walk out in the hall and, you know, two minutes later you find something else. So, um, just that network is pretty incredible at ISTE. I can certainly attest to the, you never know what you might talk about in a hallway. Cause when <laughs> Stacey and I were there in 2015, we found ourselves in a very impromptu, like adults, 10 of us sitting crisscross applesauce outside a, a room talking <laughs> podcasting and podcast. And it was me, Stacy, Jennifer Gonzalez, Angela Watson, me. <laughs> um, <laughs> now, there were a couple other people there, too. I'm trying to remember who else was there. But I just remember meeting Jennifer and Angela and thinking, like, I've made it. Like, like I've met, like, two of my love like, to meet her. favorite podcasters. And yeah. that was just, like, fantastic. Yeah, it like, 
there's a little bit of selfish, like, I want to see, like, I, I, yeah, Jennifer would be amazing. She's a CrossFitter. I like to CrossFit too. She wrote a really good blog about like how CrossFit is though, like how that crosses over into education, that dedication. And I was like, this is like my soul sister. I need to meet you. Um, haven't met her yet, but yeah, last year I was like, Casey Bell, I got a selfie with her. Like, I mean, my life was kind of complete. I know it makes me like a total nerd, but I was starstruck. So I could arrange a Jennifer Gonzalez meetup if you want. Uh, I would love that. I want to just talk. <laughs> I might just want to talk CrossFit with her, though. Um, I'll try to make sure it's education related too, though. <laughs> hey, there, there is definitely some education there. And actually, let me throw out. I just I talked about this in the latest episode of House of Ed Tech, where I'm trying to put together a meetup, so I will release the same details here, because whether it's House of Ed Tech or Podcast PD, it doesn't matter. It's it's all one microphone for me. Um, <laughs> Sunday, June 23rd, 6 p.m., Pats and Geno's, be there for my <laughs> Ed Tech cheesesteak meetup. What At day? least me and Stacey will be there. <laughs> what day? Sunday the 23rd. Okay. 6 p.m. Oh, like Pats and Geno's showdown. I have not done it. We tried to actually do it for a bachelorette party, and it was too crowded, so we had to walk away. Um, but yeah, I've always wanted to do the Pats and Geno's. My rule is like, if it's from Philly, at least it's close. Like out here, no offense to Pittsburgh, but like their Philly cheesesteaks are just not there. But <laughs> you gotta have the bread, you gotta have the meat the right way. It's just yeah. Again, diverging, but yeah. If you're in Philly, that's actually a good isty tip though. You gotta get a Philly cheesesteak. You gotta get a Philly pretzel. I mean, yes. yeah, two things. Do not walk away and do not walk away from Isti without having those two things. And they don't have to be from Pat's or Gino's. There are other really good Philly places. AJ, what are your thoughts on cheesesteaks? Hey, if you're buying a cheesesteak for me, I'm, I'm, I'll take it wherever it is. So with, <laughs> will, this, with this meetup, if, there I'm, you go. if I'm able to stay for this meetup, I know uh, it's going to be a great dinner on your dime. So I appreciate it, Chris. Thanks for the offer for the meetup. Sure. I, I will pay for your cheesesteak, AJ. <laughs> Sorry, clearly my ISTE priorities are really high. Food, <laughs> but um, but no, really, I will be. At the, I'm at the conference like like eight anywhere from eight to twelve hours a day. Um, going to like the after events. I think you had kind of t- hinted at that. Um, keep an eye out for those. Those are really important. But especially Monday, Tuesday night, they are like nonstop. Last year, I was able to go to the Google trainer event, which was really awesome. Um, I don't know if you guys are trainers or innovators or went to that, but, um, or have gone to that, but it's, it's really nice. You get all the inside information. Um, yeah. So those types of things are really good to look out for too in the evenings, uh, to keep that education conversation going, but still get a little bit of that, you know, social flair that people like to do when they go to conferences like ISTE. Oh yeah. Now, Carol, are you an ed tech karaoke kind of person <laughs> i missed it but yeah i would definitely do some ed tech karaoke what's your karaoke song got it gotta ask <sighs> let's see i actually basically anything that's like i'm an alto so like i gotta kind of belt it out kind of like a little bit of girl power maybe a little like throw it back like i don't do like modern pop i don't know, I'll have to think about it but yeah i'll i could definitely do some karaoke nice all right well i feel like we've got a lot of tips so far anything else Besides what we've mentioned, trying to think, you guys covered like the the silly things, like the you know the snacks, the water, the expo Who's hall. That's not even silly. I remember, <laughs> I remember 
remember somebody tweeting, um, hey, if someone has gum and can get it to room 216, you're my hero. And it was like, <laughs> they tweeted it out, like, expressly to their, like, teachers from their district. And it was like, whoever did it first. It was like, it's like those silly type things, you well, know? It is different than, like, a like a local conference because there's no, like... <clears throat> Unless you're really, which I don't think most people have the luxury of staying, like, right there. There's no, like, running back to your room if you forget something. Like, you, you kind of have to be prepared for the, the long haul. Um, so. Right. So bring gum. That's important, too. <laughs> Nobody gum. wants to smell your breath. Yeah. And if you forget um, your gum, I'll be walking around with packs of gum for $4 a pack. <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing I actually podcast I did. podcast PD sticker. I forgot. Um, I want to rep the ISTE crew. They did a walking tour on Sunday of the Expo Center, which was really awesome for me. Again, who's like, likes to be organized and kind of got the lay of the land so that at least that first day when I went to sessions, I wasn't panicking and running the halls like, where's A212? Because some of the conventions, I believe Philly is the same where like you have to sometimes go up to go down to get to the other side. And that's how Chicago was. So they did a tour. They ran tours, I think, every hour for that Sunday. If you can get into ISTE on Sunday, do it. It's a little bit like little, it's a little more, I don't know to describe it, like lighthearted, a little less crowded. Because a little as more soon informal. As, yeah. As soon as the expo hall opens on Monday, it's just, it's just nuts. Get, get your packet Sunday if you can. Don't be waiting in that line Monday morning. Yeah. Go to the keynotes. Go to some of the, um, what were they, Ignite Sessions? or? Yeah. I miss the keynotes. And, you know, that's one thing I want to do this year. At least get to one of the keynotes. I don't know why, but it just it just didn't happen last year. So definitely get to, yeah, keynotes, I second that. Connect with your PLN. Um, make sure that you find them at least once, mm-hmm. if not more. Um. Um, the ISTE, I think, Chris, you were saying that the ISTE has, is this where you're on the ISTE community, Communities Board on... Um, I forget the actual websites like isd.communities.org or something. They have like an ISD19 board where you can post questions. If you can, if you have any questions you just want to read through, like now's the time to jump on there. Um, and like you said, ask away. They'll you know talk about food. They'll talk about sessions. Um, that was really helpful. Especially last year when I was in Chicago and I was really lost. I was asking about the area because the last thing I wanted to be thinking about is logistics when I just want to be focusing on the conference and learning. Yeah, we'll include a link to the uh, the discussion boards on the ISTE website out at podcastpd.com slash 51. So good call on that, Carol. Thanks. Yeah, that was really helpful. Yeah, I mean, just soak it all in. Go to if, – if you don't have anything to do, get up to the playgrounds, get up to those poster sessions. Like, there's always something to do. Don't just stand there like, oh, I didn't get in my room and pout. Like, go – just go. Go find something else to do. Um, you'll get something out of it. Yeah, the poster sessions are great. That's where I met uh, Sarah Thomas for the first time and a couple other people that I had been following at tw- on Twitter at that point. Um, my colleagues and I, Kim Loudon and uh, Jessica Verrault and I are all doing a poster session on Tuesday. Um, so you can come see us talk about HyperDocs, I, I believe, is our nice. session. So, yeah. Those run late, too. I think mine went till 6. So, like... It goes all day. I mean, really, you can pack a lot of learning. Um, do you guys have any good tips for taking notes? I felt like that was kind of tricky because, you know, if you're walking around, like, I think maybe this year I'll, I, I use Google Keep, so maybe jumping on there a little bit. What do you guys do as far as do you keep, like, a, a good old school analog pad and paper? 
I sketch note. Ah, that's a good way to do I it. I would. I I'm I'm a picture guy, so picture. Um, I also walk around with some podcasting gear, so I've got the microphone. I can ask people questions. I can capture audio on the go to listen to after the fact. So I've used that in sessions and out on the expo floor. That's smart. Yeah. Like Chris, I do take pictures. So if I'm also sketchnoting during the uh, presentation and taking pictures, I draw a camera at the top and then I just start taking tallies of how many pictures I took during that session. I like that. AJ, what do you and do? I, I've been doing a lot of my, um, my note taking uh, on paper. A lot of it's been that, that way lately. I have my journal, my notebook, whatever you want to call it. And I kind of use that for everything lately. I mean, I've kind of ditched the Google Keep because then I forget it's there. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> yep. I love it. We're just like students. We like to take notes different ways. And these are great suggestions. I'll have to remember that. And the other, the nice thing is, you know, so many presenters and sessions that you go to, most people are going to put up, you know, some sort of short link on their title slide or it'll be on every slide. Uh, and I would recommend that once you take that picture of it, don't take pictures of every slide. Be there, be present in the presentation. I mean, if you're taking notes or, you know, you're sketching something, I, I think it's really important to also really take in what a presenter actually has to say. Yeah, I, I agree. You shouldn't just be there. Like like you said, yeah, don't don't get caught up typing out every single word because most people are really nice about sharing their content. And yeah, the the casual things that they say that aren't on the slides are usually the best information. Um Sometimes I get caught and up if, in tweeting out the session. They're going to yes, use more than true. their slides. Yeah. They're not so. just going to be reading to you. Yeah. I get caught up tweeting their session and then I'm like, what am I doing? I should just be listening. But yeah, uh, I was going to say that don't get caught up tweeting the session. Um, I also find that once I open their slides, I have it as a reference and then um, I will collapse the day's learning into one tab so that I can go back to their digital references in one easy like place to look at it. So the one tab extension on Google Chrome is amazing. I use that. Um, I know I always start with Chrome, a uh, new bookmarks folder, and just call it, it'll be like ISTE 19, and then everything I get goes right there. Favorite like right there. Idea. I use that, and then I can, you know, process it when I get back. I don't know. Do you guys have any tips for me? Just make sure you make it out to Reading Terminal Market. Which is right across the street. It's not that right tough. across the street. It's not. It's like I mean, I think I ate there all three days or all four days that I was there. Um, and then we make sure you you go to some of the um, social gatherings, like you said. But you're aware of that already. Uh, if you can get out of Pennsylvania, um, you know the Cherry Hill area is pretty nice. There are other nice areas that are like fifteen twenty minutes away in New Jersey that are beautiful. So if you're looking for, you know, a way to extend your trip on either side or, um, you know, if you just need a break from all of the hullabaloo, then certainly check out some of the surrounding areas. Either, you know, a walking tour of Philly might like be up your alley. I know that um, there are some walking tours that ISTE is offering. So that is an opportunity to take advantage of. Um, when we were there, we connected with our um with our Twitter PLN, uh, BFC 530. And so that was fun. So we took advantage of that. And, um, you know, just take a moment, take a breath, sit and relax. If you're an introvert, take that time for yourself. Um, I'm not an introvert, but I still do enjoy like that, like silent moment where it's just like me and my notebook. And like, I put my headphones in and I try to put my head down or I just like to people watch 
And um, that I, that helps recharge just a little bit or kind of gets me out of the fray. And I would say also, you know, obviously there are people that will go to this, that whether it's us who is sitting right here talking or those of you who are listening that you want to meet and, you know, you want to take your picture with them and, you know, shake their hand and thank them for the, the content and knowledge that they've provided you, you know, do that. You know, everybody who is at ISTE is a person. So they're all human. Go up, say hello to people, shake their hand, um, say, say your thank yous and, and don't be intimidated by any quote unquote personality or edu celebrities or any of that crap. Yeah. Just, just go up, say hello to people. Um, and if you feel like you're by yourself, just go up and say hello to somebody and, you know, make a new friend and, you know, grow your PLN or professional or personal network that way as well. Yeah. Everyone I talked to last year and I was definitely like, Oh, can we take a picture together? Everyone was so nice. And, um, yeah, just, just do it. Don't, don't let that opportunity pass. You know, you never know that conversation. It might turn into more than just a picture. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just a really great experience. It's, it's definitely different than I thought, but more than I thought also. Um, I like the tip about the headphones because yeah, like you said, as much as I was like, pack it all in. Yes. And I just need that moment to just step away and be like, okay, what did I like? Let's collect my thoughts. You know, let's be ready. Um, you don't want to forget anything. And even yeah, if you're not and- listening to anything, it's a universal sign for don't talk to me. <laughs> I do that all the time. <laughs> I'm giving away all my secrets. <laughs> well, there you go. If you see Stacy, she's got her headphones on. Go up and tap her on the shoulder. Yeah. Oh, no, I, th- I like talking to everybody. So, like, that's not really a problem. But sometimes you do just need a moment. Oh, I thought of a tip for presenters. I'm not presenting this year, but last year they did bag check. Um, so if you do have a heavy bag because you had a lot of stuff that day, make sure you take advantage of the bag check. I bet they'll still do it. Um, so that was really handy. I don't know if you've done that because I... I had to commute in and I had a big bag of stuff for my poser session. And I was like, oh, what am I going to do? And yeah, it was really nice. They held it all day. And you could like go in and grab stuff and come back out. So, yeah. And I think you can pay for bag check too, but you get free ones as a presenter. And speaking of taking advantage of what ISTE offers, I know from being there in 2015, I'm sure it's only continued to get better, is the people who are there who volunteer their time to help and whether they're wearing a vest or a t-shirt, you know, they're going to have knowledgeable people there who can help you direct you and get you where you want to go or what you're looking for. So certainly, you know, ask, ask for help and uh, also thank those people for volunteering because they're putting in just as much time as you are learning. Yeah. The volunteers are excellent. Be nice to the people who are at the doors. Like don't get mad at them. If you can't get in, they're just doing their job because I've had to do that for my local conference and turn people away. And yeah, just um, do that, you know, be the, be the kind kid. That's our, we have a little hashtag at our school, so keep it keep it nice and lighthearted. Have fun. And if some crazy middle-aged man who claims to be a podcaster comes up to you with a microphone, <laughs> say <talk> no. To <laughs> <laughs> Stranger danger. Chris will come up to anyone with his mic and just ask them how they're doing, what they're learning about. So, yeah, chat it up. It's fun. The microphone is a very freeing tool. Right. No, go in with an open mind like that is like my last bit of advice. Yeah. Don't be afraid to sit down in a session you don't think you want to go to because I've actually done that too. Where I'm like, oh, maybe about this one. And then I walk out like, wow, I'm so glad I didn't. Or I did go into that one because I got something really great out of it. So that's another thing like, eh, you can always walk in a room and 
You never know. I mean, it's just, I don't know. SD's just great. So much. You're going to get and something And just to throw a it. little bit of EdCamp into SD, if you go into a session and it's not for you, Yeah, you can leave. two feet it out of there. I mean, get out of there. Go do something else. Yeah. I've seen have people have a conversation walk in the hallway with the other people who may have also walked out with you. Yeah. <laughs> we thank you so much for joining us last minute since you got notice um, yesterday that you were the winner. Yay. Yay. Sorry. We had like three parties this weekend. One was an hour and a half away. That's why today was crazy. So not that I'm, again, complaining about parties, but that's where I was <laughs> all weekend. We had a lot. Of, we had a Kentucky Derby party birthday party like i said friend college friend party that was out of town so yeah um, i've been home maybe four hours this weekend but definitely wanted to make sure i sat down with you guys so this has no, actually been really fun i feel like i'm ready to start the week now so that's great and you're starting the week on a on a high note you've got the golden ticket yeah and um hopefully we'll be able to have you back on after isti and we can um compare some notes yeah or I'm, chris can talk to you while he's there with his we'll little talk to each tool. other at isti there you go that's right yeah we can uh yeah, just uh, message me. We can swap contact information if you want. Um, yeah, I should be there. I My mom is watching my son, so I'll have to, like, I can't be, I'm not going to be there quite maybe, like, 14, 16 hour days, but I'll try to be there at least, like, during the main main hours, probably stay nice. one night or two. But, yeah, having a child changes a tiny bit, but I'm still going to try to maximize my time as best I can. So I'm excited. Awesome. Well, we, again, are so excited that you entered the contest and that you're the winner. And we really look forward to meeting you this summer. And um, on that note, um, do we want to move on to our recommendations? Do you, you said you listen to podcasts. Do you have a recommendation that you would be um, ready to share with us? If not, you can think about it and then we can move on to Chris and AJ. So my, it's, it's the one everybody listens to, Google Teacher Tribe. I mean, come on. I just did my trip. I know Chris is going to roll his eyes, but it's, no, but I'm not kidding. It's like, I listen to a couple that aren't edutech, um, but yeah, that's my, that's my go-to. When I drove out to Philly, um, my commute, I'm really spoiled. It's only 15 minutes, but when I'm in the car longer or if I'm going to the gym, it's uh, Google Teacher Tribe. I li- I'm obsessed. Matt and Casey. And you know what? I, I, let me take it back. I have not listened to Casey's new one, but coming up, Casey's um, Shake Up Learning podcast, and then I'm a big fan of Eric Kurtz, Control All Achievement. He just launched one, and I haven't listened to it yet, but he's another one, so i got to rep those guys as well. Awesome. I've listened to Eric's first episode, and it's really good, so um, I like what he has planned for that, and I think he has four episodes out now. Oh, yeah. You're right. I think he released a couple more. It's on my phone. Um, what about you guys? So actually I came across a, a, a new podcast to me. It's not, it's not new by any means, but, uh, it's called 10,000 no's and, uh, I'll, I'll give you the description of it. I, I listened to actually episode 73, which was, uh, John Gordon, who I've spoken about through his books, uh, which you probably heard of the energy bust carpenter. Uh, he does a whole bunch of those positivity books and I, I really, love the word of John Gordon. So I saw a post he had on social media about this podcast, 10,000 knows. So I gave it a listen and, um, it's something that I'm kind of caught on to now and I kind of recommend it for everybody. So here's how a uh, 10,000 knows reads. It's uh, created by actor Matthew Del Negro. Uh, if you ever heard of him, he's been in uh, shows like Goliath, uh, scandal, the West wing Sopranos. And what he does is he describes his career as being told no for a living. 
Here he gets up close and personal with top shelf folks from all walks of life about the 10,000 no's they had to endure and the struggles they've had to overcome on their journey to where they are today. The podcast is inspiring, raw, honest, and funny. And the conversation to really help you see uh, people think that they've got it made. And then they, we all end up putting our pants uh, on this, on one leg at a time. So uh, give it a listen. It's 10,000 no's. And uh, I really think you'll, you'll listen to the stories that are there by some awesome people and you'll really, you'll be caught. I like that. Wow. That's really neat. It sounds powerful. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I've been listening to a couple episodes, so uh, I really, I, I absolutely think go for it. Do you have a favorite episode so far? You said, what was the one you just listened to? Yeah, episode 70? 73 is the 73. one I listened to with John Gordon, but he's okay. he's close to 100. And, uh, you know, they're quick. They're, wow, that's old. No. <laughs> he's, he, uh, he's got... He's got some good good things there. I've listened to a couple other ones here and there, um, you know, just cooking or working out, whatever the case may be. So, seventy three is my go to, just because I'm a big fan of John Gordon. Chris, what so about you? My recommendation: I'm dipping back into the familiar well of the art of manliness, and this is a recent episode, episode five hundred three, titled "The Case for the Twenty Four Six Lifestyle." And I found this to be a very excellent episode that relates to how we could and should use our time, which is precious. Um, first, it, within the last couple episodes, I was a little behind, and the art of manliness has changed their music. And just let me say, I was used to the old music, which was old-timey 1940s radio sounding, and now it's a little bit of a new theme song. Um, so that's that. Uh, but. I do not like the new music, (laughs) (laughs) but I still listen. The content is still good. Um, But here's a little bit of the description for this episode. Uh, So he writes, we live in a world where it's possible to work ourselves 24 seven. Even when you're away from the office, work still follows you on your smartphone. Being constantly connected can make us feel like we're getting a lot done. But the guest on this episode makes the case that we'd all be better off if we practice the ancient tradition of the Sabbath. His name is Aaron Eidelheit, and he is the author of the book, The Hard Break, The Case for the 24-6 Lifestyle. And I think this is very applicable for educators and teachers because, especially if you're a connected educator, you're a connected educator. You're in Twitter chats eight days a week, 25 hours a day, and sometimes it's tough. And we say, yeah, <laughs> and, and we forget or we maybe sometimes struggle with family and friends and doing stuff outside of our careers. So this makes the case for take a day off, observe. And he goes into the Sabbath, whatever, whatever that day is for you and whatever your invisible sky buddy of choice says, you know, to really take a day and be intentional. Uh, the biggest piece of advice that I got from this episode was don't try and do it cold Turkey. Maybe start with turning off your phone when you get home on Friday and maybe you don't turn it back on till the afternoon on Saturday, for example. Uh, and then maybe you can work up to, I have a day that I'm disconnected from tech or from school or whatever the case may be that you can then be intentional about so many other things that you have in your life. Hmm. I like that. It's definitely a trend for like mindfulness. And I think it's not just mm-hmm. a trend anymore. It's like, People are recognizing that's something you really need to do is take some time for yourself 
just like get away because it's so hard. Like you said, you're just constantly connected and it's like, so you just need to put it down and focus on what's in front of you. Exactly. And this is a, a timely topic. I believe May is mental health awareness month. Mm-hmm. So it is. Yeah. Certainly an opportunity to evaluate uh, what goes on in, in your life and make changes where you can. Awesome. I like it. I'll check that one out. I'll add it to my list. Oh, no. We, oh, poor Stacey. <laughs> I know. We keep adding. <laughs> <laughs> and based on what I can see in the notes about your next recommendation, you're not making it any easier on yourself with another daily podcast. So. Currently, I'm at 2107. And um, Chris is right. I have added a daily podcast to my list. So it's a Monday through Friday podcast, much like Up First or Tech Meme Ride Home. So if you like that format where it's like quick 15 minute to 20 minute shot of a little bit of the day's news, then you will like Primary Ride Home, which is the day's news from the 2020 U.S. presidential primary campaign trail. Um, It's every day. It drops around five o'clock and, um, you know, perfect for your ride home. And it gives you the who's who, um, who's up, who's down, what issues are getting traction uh, with 15 minutes and you're up to date. Um, One of my favorite episodes and one that I've shared with a couple of people is the April 12th episode. So I know it's a little bit back in time, but um, it kind of gives you a rundown of Medicare for all, where I feel like people talk a lot about about the topic, but they don't ever get into the nitty gritty of what that means, um, what single payer is versus all of the other alternatives that are out there. Um, the host whose name just flew out of my head. Hold on. Um, Chris, if you can find that for me, that'd be great. But the host does a really great job just kind of talking about, um, the primary candidates, the financials that they, you know, are, are, running, um, how much they've raised, who's leading the pack. Um, I think we're at 22 official candidates right now. And I believe there's going to be a 23rd who is, is going to be announced on Tuesday. Um, and you just kind of get a sense of what's going on. It's a really nice addition to all of the other political podcasts that I listen to, because like I said, it gives you kind of the daily highlights. It's only 15 minutes. I usually listen to it at the gym um, while I'm walking. And then I'm, I feel like I am caught up and um, there's not a lot of conversation about our current president. um, Just those who are running to be on the ticket against him. And so whether or not you are a Republican who's looking for an alternative or a Republican who's looking for why Trump is going to win again or a Democrat or someone else who leans liberal and you're just looking to inform yourself for how you're going to vote in the primary, this is definitely a podcast to check out. Nice. Always good to be informed. I just found it. Ride Home Media. I like it. Yeah, and so, again, there's another podcast um, that is called Tech Meme Ride Home, and so he he's now created his own network of Ride Home um, ride home podcasts. So this is the second one. Um, it's only been around for about three weeks, so you could catch up, or you could just start listening on Wednesday when our show comes out and go back to Monday. Like back in the future. I don't know. And um, just kind of check out what's going on and uh, just kind of listen to, you know, 
what's going on. They talk about a lot of really interesting things. It's not, you know, just ho-hum stuff. It's, um, I don't know. It's perfect for a political junkie like me. So, And the host of the show is Chris Higgins, sometimes Thank Phil and you. co-host on Tech Meme Ride Home. Right. So it's nice. Let me just say it took me a lot longer than it should have to figure out who the host of the show was. So Okay, you can cut that. <laughs> no, I'm not going to cut that. If you have a <laughs> podcast, make it obvious that you're the host of the podcast. I'm sorry. All right. Well, you probably don't like the he podcast on Anchor either. It's a whole other story. I know. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So I started this about 15 minutes ago. We said we were going to like shut down and say goodbye, but um, <laughs> it's time to actually do that. Carol, once again, we are so excited for you. We can't wait to meet with you um, this summer. And um, on that note, uh, we'll say goodbye. So say goodbye, Christopher. Goodbye, Christopher. Say goodbye, AJ. Goodbye, AJ. Say goodbye, Carol. Goodbye, Carol. Have a nice night, guys. Bye, pipe. <laughs> bye, bye, podcast PD. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Podcast PD. For links to all of the resources mentioned in this and every episode, please visit our website, podcastpd.com. You can connect with me on Twitter and Instagram at AJ Bianco. And I also blog at ajbianco.me. You can connect with me on Twitter. I am Mr. Nessie. And I would love it if you also checked out the House of EdTech podcast over on chrisnessie.com. You can connect with me on Twitter and Instagram at irontech and I blog at irontech.me. Connect with Podcast PD on Twitter and Instagram at Podcast PD. We would also love to have you as a member of our Facebook community. Go to podcastpd.com slash Facebook to join. You can help us reach more educators like you by telling someone else about the podcast. So share us with a colleague. And if you do it on social media, please make sure to tag Stacey, us. Stacey, what would be your go-to EdTech karaoke song? Well, let's pretend that you were. Just pretend. It's just the four of us. Nobody's listening. I'm not saying nope. saying what would you say. Podcast PD okay. is a proud member of the Education Podcast Network. The Education Podcast Network. Podcast for educators. Podcast by educators. For more great education podcasts, visit edupodcastnetwork.com.